Welcome to the symposium. Here we plan to take Socrates and Plato's legacies to this new generation. I'm, of course, Arthur, joined here by my distinguished colleagues, Jeremiah and James. All right. Welcome, audience. This is our second uh, part of a uh, part two uh, topic that we are doing on the Trump impeachment inquiry. Uh, I said that wrong again. Inquiry. Inquiry. Uh, one day I'll get it right. I so, audience. Either, that's why. Yeah. So, audience, uh, <laughs> if you have been trailing along with us, then you remember uh, during our last recording, we went over the entire timeline of the Trump Ukraine. Um, um, I guess you can. I guess you can call it. You know, like events. Uh, some say I mean, up to the date of um, of uh, October eighth. Like yeah. October eighth was when was the most updated information that we had. So for this recording, we are going to leave all the actual events aside. Well, not aside. We'll reference them. But today's topic of focus, we will be going over the uh, the outlines of the impeachment process. We will be going over the constitutional provisions of impeachment itself. Uh, the actual process, step by step of how uh, impeachment is done in the uh, U.S. federal government. We'll be going over some historical instances of how impeachment has been invoked in the past. Um, and then and then at that point, after we give all the facts, we'll just be having a general discussion on the matter. So, uh, well, first thing, um, any opening comments before we get started? No, I just uh, I want to make sure that there's a common understanding with what the guidelines are for impeachment because of the fact that like we spoke to last time actually being able to impeach president trump for the current thing there's just there's there's so little that seems concrete there's so little that you know seems like it could be thrown up into uh before the the house or the senate and pass what i think it's what two-thirds or whatever um, voting to impeach the president. Yeah, it, just, it is, seems so unjustified. unlikely. Uh, no, not not unjustified, because depending on you know who's looking at it, it might be justified. But it just seems unlikely. Trying to be you know like look at it objectively. So it's just trying to cover down on like what really you know entails you know like in the impeachment process and like you know again like you said the historical stuff like. How did it actually end up going through? Because from how I'm seeing this now and like the current stage, I don't see it happening. <laughs> yes, me, me neither. And that's why my opinion at the beginning of the previous episode was that Trump did not do anything that could justify impeachment. He may have done some things that I think were morally wrong, but that's that like that's why that was my opinion. So exactly your opinion. Um, Jeremiah, any opening comments? No, I'm, I'm good. All right. All right. Jeremiah is good. All right. So here we go. So the first topic is the constitutional provisions of impeachment. So there are, I believe, uh, four instances in the Constitution where uh, the where the principle of federal impeachment is directly um, quoted. The first, um, if you if anyone in the audience happens to have a copy of the Constitution with you on hand, feel free to follow along. So the first instance is in Article 1, Section 2, Clause 5, where it is quoted, the House of Representatives, um, etc., shall have the sole power of impeachment. So, um, actually, do you want to keep going on? Do you want to give some, some discussion on that idea? No. I mean, All right, so we'll just keep yeah. on going. So, the, the second instance is in Article 1, Section 3, Clauses 6 and 7. The Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. When sitting for that purpose, they shall 
uh, they shall be an oath of, of affirmation. When the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall reside, and no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two-thirds of the members present. Judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than, than to removal from office and disqualification to hold and uh, enjoy any office of honor, trust, or profit under the United States, but the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, uh, judgment and punishment according to all. So let's kind of uh, go over like yeah, that's a big, that's, that's a, big a lot of chunk of information. Yeah. Let's kind of uh, break that down a little bit. Yeah. So uh, so first of all, the Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. Now on the impeachment process, we'll get to this a little <laughs> bit later. But uh, first, the House uh, has to uh, indict the president, and then it's the Senate's role to actually convict on charges of impeachment. Now a charge a charge of impeachment can be anything. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, you know, that they broke the law. Okay. Yeah. And then... Yeah, which we talked about. Yeah. And then, of course, when the President of the United States is tried, the Chief Justice shall preside. Um, and no... What does that mean, Chief Justice? So the, the uh, Chief Justice... So the Chief Justice is the person who, who uh, if you ever watched a presidential inauguration, they're the one who, who holds the Bible while the President give, gives the oath of office. So is that um, like their job is just to hold the Bible and well, also I, to... <laughs> Impeach the president. So, like yeah. So, I'm not sure what know, all the roles of the. I mean, I wish I would have looked that up, but I don't know what all the roles of the chief justice are. But they, but they do hold a a central uh, role in the uh, in the uh, you know Department of Justice. Okay, I'll yeah. look that up. Uh, and uh, and then says, uh, and no person shall be convicted without the concurrence of two thirds of the members present. So that means that two thirds of the of whoever is present, uh, you know, in, in the Senate at that time. Uh, that is the only approval of two thirds. Two thirds of those members is the only way that uh, that a person shall be convicted of those charges. So I'm just going to give a Wikipedia definition of right, uh, Wikipedia Chief Wikipedia. Justice. This is Wikipedia, um, people. Uh, the Shoot United the States. It's the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States, and as such, the oh. highest ranking officer of the uh, federal judiciary. Um, <clears throat> so the people that nominate them. I think the current one was uh, appointed by uh, George W. Bush. Uh, does not say. But, but wait, when the last chief judge was appointed? Oh, yes. yeah, probably because uh, since September 29th, 2005. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, and his name is John Roberts. Chief Justice John Roberts. Now I, I've, heard, I've heard that name before. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, the, the last point in this clause is that judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than removal of office and disqualification to hold and enjoy any office of honor. So basically, in layman's terms, that, mean, that means that if the president is impeached, that means that they can know they're, they're no longer president, but like that's it, that, that's all the punishment they can have. I, I suppose I suppose as a civilian afterwards, if the, if the Department of Justice wants to try them for crimes, I suppose they could do that, but that's a whole separate matter. Yeah, so that, that's the thing is that I think with that mindset, because how you're saying like the impeachment itself, you know, maybe doesn't have to be something that is, you know, black and white illegal for them to go in front of the Senate um, for impeachment. Uh, they could like technically impeach the president, vote them out of office. And then after that, if there is still illegal actions done by that individual. They can be charged as an individual for yeah. illegal actions. But it would be a separate thing. It wouldn't be the Senate, you know, voting on that. It would be more official, you know, 
due process through the justice system rather than through the Senate and all that. I feel like you could possibly impeach a president like based off of mental stability, like, and that's something that's not necessarily a crime. But like, if, so, if, if, if Congress and the Senate um, find like the president unstable, which I mean has been thrown around about President Trump time time again, uh, but if, if if that's that's something that then I, I feel like, is that possibly a way that they could also impeach? Because that's that's not a criminal offense to be mentally insane Well, so, or again, crazy, like, but. Uh, that whole, just, that definition, uh, it's, for me, it just doesn't really hammer down on what should be able to be impeached, especially when you consider, like I said earlier, where it's like, if we're just looking at this current investigation, the current yeah. thing that's driving it, it doesn't seem like it'll pass yeah because if you're gonna have like you know a house vote to proceed with an impeachment and then a senate vote to actually like convict someone they're not gonna convict someone you know the senate you're not gonna have two-thirds of them convict someone of being mentally unstable probably and the current political climate with you know just partisan like bias all that you're not gonna get that happen Yes, so um, actually, since you brought that up, I just remembered that, so if a president is deemed mentally unstable to hold his to hold his position, um, that actually, from my understanding, does not fall within the realms of impeachment. That, 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 uh, that is involved in the realms of the 25th Amendment. So the 25th Amendment, I just brought out my pocket constitution. Uh, no, okay, no, continue, please. I'm just glad you remembered that out, out of nowhere. Continue. Okay, yeah, so the... the, the <laughs> Whatever, we're all nerds here. <laughs> so the 25th Amendment, uh, which was ratified February 10th, 1967, just happened to have my pocket constitution here. Um, so the... I'm uh, just kidding. I didn't continue, continue. One. Okay. Let me finish a point for you last I'm sorry. Time. All right, so the 25th Amendment is regards the presidential line of succession. So if, for whatever reason, the president is not, is not able to discharge his duties, mm. then the next in the presidential line of succession takes office. And so if you read the 25th Amendment... Section three, it states, whenever the president transmits to the uh, president pro tempore of the Senate and the Speaker of the House of Representatives has written declaration that he is unable to discharge the powers and duties of his office and until he transmits to them a written declaration to the contrary, such powers and duties shall be discharged by the vice president as acting president. So in that case, it would be just a temporary thing. So the president would have his duties you know, uh, given to the vice president, you know, until, uh, it says, um, until he transmits to them a written declaration that he is mentally stable, then he will resume his office. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so that's the, uh, so I think he just made a selfie. Did you just make a selfie? Please, please continue. Please continue. Ah, that's distracting me. But, um, yeah, so you just brought up that point about mental instability. And I just remembered that that falls under our, uh, the 25th Amendment, not the constitutional provisions for impeachment. Um, so, yeah. Again, um, like that, it just that ties down to what we were saying before. It's like whatever the actual thing they try to bring up to impeach President Trump, I don't see them being able to pass it. They might get it through the House, but it, I don't see it going through the Senate. Me neither. No, And no so... You know, the current one being uh, the stuff with Ukraine, what, like the information as it's being presented so far, 
it just doesn't seem like there's enough there. But, you know, kind of tying that back to previous um, impeachment inquiries and then, like, the actual process there, like, I don't know how much was involved before they were able to decide and proceed with impeachment and then, you know, bring it before the Senate. But as it stands right now, I, there's, there's no way it would pass. I, I hold the exact same position. Um, so, I guess uh, going on here, um, the next in the constitutional provisions for impeachment uh, now falls under Article 2, Section 2 of the Constitution, where it states, the President shall have the power to grant reprieves and pardons for offenses against the United States, except in cases of impeachment. Um, I think that's pretty, you know, self-explanatory. So, so this is kind of like going to the thing where uh, everyone thinks that, you know, we, we impeach... President Trump and President Pence, or Vice President Pence becomes President Pence. Yes. And then, so he wouldn't be able to then go and, and pardon him of the impeachment. Correct. Is what that is defined right there. Correct, exactly. So that's a protection there that's put into place. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's you know, the, the founders, like, taking in simple logic as mm-hmm. to, as to um, you know, balance of powers and all that. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, uh, next... Uh, uh, the last uh, note here under constitutional provisions is Article 2, Section 4. It says, The President, Vice President, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. Now, I almost feel like the term high crimes and misdemeanors is almost intentionally vague. So that, uh, yeah. be- because I think maybe the founders wanted to ensure that it is a political process. I don't know what the frame of mind behind that was, but, like, literally, high crimes and misdemeanors can mean anything, and then it just, at that point, it becomes just a a, a congressional vote. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that was the whole idea behind the idea of the legislature being able to check the executive. Maybe that right. would, like, that's the ultimate check. Like, the executive has the check over the uh, uh, legislature in the in the terms of, of veto power, like if he wants to veto a bill, and impeachment is the legislative check on the executive. Right. Um, like you spoke to before, Arthur, where it's like whether the whether or not the individual being impeached has to necessarily be found guilty of a crime. Right. Being able to be impeached and removed from office because of another reason. That's that's where that you know that open endedness. You know if. For some reason, this person just needs to be out, whatever, like they can still proceed with that without necessarily having a uh, convicted crime. And especially in like uh, today's age where, uh, like we spoke to before, there's just so much um, political processes like slowing down investigations or this or that on either side, trying to just kind of hold it up or, you know, dare I say, obstruction of justice when it comes to uh, current. Uh, administration proceedings there there still needs to be a process to hey, if there's something wrong whether or not it's illegal like to be able to address it like you don't want right. to have to be stuck with four years of someone when you might know that they should be there yeah but I mean that's why it that's why the norm is that there needs to be exceptionally grave circumstances to which impeachment like uh, like takes place in my opinion because because if if Congress is ever just unhappy with the with the with whomever the people like elected as president and they just get rid of him I think that is that would yeah, be a bad four system. years there would be an impeachment inquiry you know like 
Yeah, every exactly. Four years, every five. four years. And so that's why and so that's why I'm hoping and that's why I think it is the case that this will not go past the Senate is because then it sets a precedent that Congress, for whatever reason they want to, just because they don't like him, that they can do that. And I think that is a bad thing for the country. Well, so I know um, we had talked to like those historical instances, like um, what exactly were those situations? What uh, were they able to find and move through impeachment proceedings yeah. with? Uh, so I think we'll actually cover that down when we get to the historical instances page. And I think, Jeremiah, you actually have more context on that when we get there, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so I think we'll get there. Um, but like, feel free to bring that up if we don't get Right. We go through there and we don't bring it up. Um, but so the next topic. So that is constitutional provisions for impeachment. Next, we'll move on to the actual three-step procedure for the impeachment process at the U.S. Um, at the U.S. federal level. So, first step is the Congress investigates. Uh, this investigation typically begins in the House Judiciary Committee, but it may begin in other places as well. Like, for example, the Nixon impeachment inquiry uh, began in the Senate, uh, the, the Senate Judiciary Committee. Um, the facts that led to impeachment of Bill Clinton were first discovered in the course of an investigation by an independent counsel, I think Kenneth Starr. Um, and then the second step is that the House of Representatives must pass by, by a simple majority, so that just means like more than 50%, um, of those present and voting articles of impeachment, uh, which constitute the formal allegation or allegations. Upon passage, the defendant has been impeached. And impeached is in air quotes. So, what? I just like your air quotes. Okay. Uh, I guess one one point thing that sort of jumps out to me there is the idea that if the House of Representatives passes articles of impeachment by a simple majority, then I guess I guess technically and legally the the subject would be impeached, but they don't actually like get kicked out of office until in, until well, I guess kicked out of office is not the right term, but then they don't action isn't taken until until they're convicted by the Senate. Yes. So right. hypothetically and that's why is why what? Um John or yeah, Johnson and Clinton both stayed in office for the term. Yeah, exactly. So I, I yeah, so I guess technically someone could be impeached um and, and still still, still remain in office if they're not convicted. So it's just yeah. a weird idea. Yeah. But um but and then the third step is that the Senate tries the accused. In the case of the impeachment of a president, the Chief Justice of the United States presides over the proceedings. For the impeachment of any other official, the Constitution is silent on who shall preside, suggesting suggesting that this role falls to the Senate's um, usual presiding officer, um, which would be the President of the Senate, who is also the Vice President of the United States. Um, Conviction in the Senate requires a two-thirds a supermajority vote, the result of conviction is removal from office. So there, so is this actually written within the Constitution, this part, or is this like, kind of like, just like something like where it's just how, it's tradition and it's always been like, oh, the vice president is who comes in if the president is impeached. Is it, is it actually within the Constitution or is this, you know? You know what? That's a question I wish I would have looked up earlier. Uh, I don't know if that's, if that's later on in perhaps one of the amendments. You have to know off the top of your head? I do not. Dang, you know what? I wish I would have thought of that earlier. I, I would assume that there is something official in place that is the process. I mean, you know, it could be that those were were just the steps 
that were formated as a result of looking at the constitutional articles because <laughs> everything I just read, like it's it there were a lot of points in that they were verbatim uh, from the constitutional provisions. Yeah. So it could be that this is just the process that was written up after the constitution that and it just directly follows that line of, of reasoning. Yeah. Could be, but that is a fair question. I wish I would have looked that yeah. up. But um I mean, in lieu of anything else, I guess we can just move on. Yeah. And just admit to the audience that hey, we're not experts. Like, you know, yeah. you know, the, the disclaimer, I, I felt that was our main disclaimer in our opening episode, but in any case. So moving on to historical instances of impeachment. I'll briefly go over this and then I'll pass it over to Jeremiah. I just have brief stuff as well. But I mean Well, I, I think my stuff is even more brief than your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so historically the House of Representatives um um, has impeached 19 federal officers uh, since 1789. Of these, 15 of them were federal judges, um, 13 were district court judges, one uh, court of appeals judge, um, and then one Supreme Court associate justice. Um, two of those 19 were presidents, uh, as quickly stated, Andrew Johnson and Bill Clinton, both were, whom were later acquitted by the Senate, um, one cabinet secretary and one U.S. senator. Um, that's all the context I have. Jeremiah, feel free to take it from there. Um, yeah, so we know about two. Um, I'll just talk about the presidents. Yeah, go ahead. That's, that's the most relevant to today's topic. Yeah, so we have two. Um, President Andrew Johnson, who served from 1865 to um, 1869. For those of you who may not be historically aware, Andrew Johnson was the vice president of Abraham Lincoln, mm-hmm. who assumed the role of president. After uh, after Lincoln was killed, yes. no, which, which which to my knowledge was the first invocation of the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Maybe wrong about that, but yes. So within this article, um, it talks about how um, amid efforts to unite the country after the Civil War, Johnson clashed with radical Republicans who wanted to accelerate the pro- uh, process of Reconstruction uh, and grant rights to free slaves, and he felt like that was too progressive, moving a little too quick. Um, with the whole giving slaves a ton of rights. Um, so he actually ended up dismissing um, President Lincoln's Secretary of War, which was Edwin Stanton. And that, uh, because I guess supposedly he was pretty tight with the, the radical Republicans, quote-unquote, air quotes. You, you, you mean with, like, President Lincoln's agenda, like, yes. post-Civil War? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not serious saying that President Lincoln had this, like, radical Republican view, but it was... The view of Republicans at the time, like there was a certain um, set of them that were like trying to speed the process of Reconstruction. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I suppose so. Yes. And so <clears throat> um, Johnson felt like Edwin Stanton was uh, within that and ended up uh, dismissing him, uh, which <clears throat> uh, I guess I didn't know this until I started reading this up, but that's an art, that's, that's a way to like, that is. An area where you can't be impeached because um, where you can't where you can't because uh, he did it without Congress's approval. Yes, because he fired who did he fire? Adam Stanton. Yeah, which is the, was the Secretary of War at the time, so not Secretary of Defense. They had Secretary of War at that time. <laughs> By the um, way, I would like to, to take a poll of people out there who would be in favor of the Department of Defense being renamed as the Department of War. Department of War. Department of War. <coughs> war machine. Um, and then, of course, we have good old. President Bill Clinton, uh, who served from 1993 um, 
So I think it's just that process because, like we said, there's a you know a difference between the House impeaching a president, and then once they're impeached, they have to go like it goes to the Senate for actual conviction. So that impeachment um, might I think for uh, it, do you know the timeline on it, Jeremiah, for the actual uh, impeachment at least for President Clinton since it was more recent? Because to my knowledge, it was only two to three months from the beginning, the opening of the impeachment inquiry, so, and the actual impeachment, like, passing. So, from what I'm reading, um... And again, he's reading this live, so... Yeah, so four articles of impeachment are set forth in the House of Representatives. This happened in December 19 of 1998. Uh... 98, wow. Yeah, two articles were approved. One was, um, 
for committing perjury when he told the grand jury that he did not have an affair with uh, that woman. Uh, Which, isn't that just the stupidest thing to perjure yourself over? (laughs) That is the stupidest thing to make perjury over. (laughs) And the other uh, was uh, that Clinton uh, coerced Lewinsky to lie under oath about the relationship. So that would be that obstruction. Right. Oh, okay. Um, And so he was impeached? Or the it opened in 98? Yeah, this was 98. And okay. then there's two other articles where he didn't, um, which were abuse of power and further perjury. But both of those were not able to get a majority within the vote. But then, so this is where <clears throat> the actual trial was held in, from January 7th, 1999 to Fe- Fe- February 12th, 1999. Uh, so this is when he was acquitted um, during that trial. Wait, so so how long did that, tri- did that trial last for? How many months? A month, a month and some change. A month and some change. So but that was after impeachment, right? That was the actual trial before the Senate. Yes. yes. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know, I guess that I guess that you know springs back to like this whole like current situation with President Trump. Sort of related back to you know what we were talking about last week. Like this thing could drag on for a while, and we'll probably have or, multiple episodes about about well, like this. Or it could be yes and no. I mean, I'm it, could, it could. It could be. It could. Yes, because. The impeachment itself, whether or not it passed, could, you know, take its own amount of time. But, again, like, I don't know if – I definitely know – I'm sorry. I shouldn't say definitely. I definitely think um, it should – it won't pass the Senate for actual, like, conviction of it. But if it goes before the Senate, would it be a drawn-out process there just like it was – well, would it be a drawn-out process, or would it be as short as President Clinton's? Because if there's a time difference or time, you know, gap like it was with President Clinton's, where he was impeached in, you know, '98, and the actual um, going before the Senate didn't happen until '99, and that that only took a month, would it be as quick as that once it got in front of the Senate? Mm-hmm. Would it get to the Senate before the election even happens? Well, that's the thing: is the election's coming up. Exactly. So, like, there's there's either going to be a push to make this happen. Or I feel like it's just kind of going to be like, okay, like, so what? I feel like at some point, like, it's going to be, there's so much stuff going on, and we're getting so close to the election date, and it's just kind of like, is there is he even going to be president by the time that, you know, like, this thing's finished, and there's not even a reason to do the impeachment, you know, because he's not going to be president. No. I'm not saying he's not going to be president, but he might not be president at that time when the impeachment whole, all this bullshit's finished. Yeah, which is why I... I really wanted to bring up like what is like what is the real goal here for okay, so for you know, people who are who are really pushing impeachment, mm-hmm. what is the really goal here? To impeach President Trump or to just make a ruckus in light of, like in time for the election? Do you want to open this up to uh, discussion? Well, I mean, because we're, we're I think we could definitely points. Yeah, but, like we've gone through all of our all of our so, here, so, so I feel like this, I, I feel like it's discussion time. Discussion. So, it's discussion time. So obviously I, I would like to believe there are individuals in our government and you know elected individuals in Congress that are trying to investigate something because I think they some. think there might be wrongdoing and it is worthy of investigation. However, I think it's naive to not even consider the timing of the impeachment query and the election. But at the yeah. same time we gotta think about when the phone call happened. The phone call happened like just recently. Well, no, but so, but that's for this specific scandal. There's been other things that uh, throughout 
uh, President Trump's uh, tenure as president. Yeah, there's been, been there's been since like day one. Exactly. There's yeah. been there's been things people have called him out about. Yeah. And um, like was it Pelosi herself said that now you know was the time to do it. Now she feels she has support. And whether or not you want to argue, oh, she actually might have support, or whether it's like, oh, this is convenient timing because there's an election coming up. You know, it's again. I think it's naive to think that that's not included. That just that partisan push. Well, look what President Trump did very successfully in uh, the 2016 election. Pushed constantly for um, like stuff into Clinton with the emails, with uh, you know bringing up stuff with Benghazi and whatever our ideas or thoughts are behind it. Yeah. Where was the investigation that happened with that? Like, after, because, no, yeah, again, right. like, you know, one of his promises on the campaign trail for then was lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her up. Yes. You know, I, when, I, when I become president, I will open a special. I, I remember watching it, uh, the debate, but he mentioned opening, like, a special investigation into uh, Hillary Clinton. And in front of her, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was amazing. On live news. And the thing, or on live uh, television, rather, because that, yeah. that was during the debate. And so the thing is, is like, what, like, did he intend to actually do it? You know, maybe. But was there a clear benefit to bringing that stuff up and continuously bringing that up during an election? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. is this, you know, the Democratic side doing the same thing? Almost assuredly. Mm-hmm. Whether there's something wrong, hell, there might have been something wrong with some of the other stuff. That's why there was investigations. But the actual push for impeachment right now, I can't say, you know, is not because of the election coming yeah. up. So which one do you think leads more more choice? I think it leads more choice making a ruckus in, in, in the It's election. It's definitely in, like, in lieu of the upcoming right? election. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and, and part of it might just be like it was a convenient like Oh, yeah. It, it happened perfectly for them. And the thing is, is of course they're going to take it and run with it. it. Yeah, I feel like even even the ones that are genuine with it, I feel like it's still kind of like, well, we got it. You know, like it's it's we kind of have it man, currently. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing too is um, you got to think of this exact scandal where it involves political opponent. Mm-hmm. It involves um, what some are saying is the Democratic front runner. Uh, there's arguments on that, but what the results of this are will affect both sides. So the actual like investigation into this, the actual like reference to this throughout the election, because no matter what happens in the next few months, maybe this is as quick as uh, President Clinton's as far as impeachment, and then you know maybe they push uh, like a conviction later down the road, but or maybe it just drags on. But it's definitely going to be something that's referenced oh, by yeah. both sides. Oh, yeah. Um, the president himself has already kind of reinforced the fact of investigate, you know, Biden's dealings when he was vice president. Mm-hmm. And I clear, I see that as a narrative being pushed for his actual campaign. But going back because to- that, that's his, like, that is his biggest political opponent. And we saw in 2016, he's very good at continuously bringing up stuff like that, continuously keeping it he knows at least exactly, in the back of people's minds. He knows exactly where the chink is in everyone's armor. But, but going back to what you said, like, the thing is, is like, you're right. 
because um, you, you were talking about earlier with if there is something that needs to be investigated. And the thing right. is, if there is something with Biden, that does. And, and I'm not Agreed. saying that you're not saying that, yeah. but, but like I'm just wanting to reinforce like maybe part of his push with this is because he does realize that. Because like the thing is, is, foreign dealings is a good reason to not like like that close of ties with foreign dealings is not. It's not good for a president to have jumping into office. Yeah, so so in, this is actually one of the questions I had written down that I was going to bring up. Do you think that Joe Biden's chances of the nomination are done with now? No. no. I think he's... So that that's that's something I wanted to touch on, too, with what I uh, my last comment, where it's like the outcome of all this will affect them, uh, both sides, you know, differently. Where if, you know, stuff comes out against the president... You know, that might affect, like, whether or not it be worthy of impeachment or conviction, that might affect his campaign. And uh, President Trump, because he hadn't been public about, oh, we should investigate Vice President, you know, uh, Vice President Biden's actions. Mm -hmm. That only came up in response to this. Whether or not um, he actually had, was it Giuliani um, looking into it? Rudy Giuliani, yes. And then, so what, apparently, Rudy Giuliani had been investigating this whole thing in Ukraine for, right. for the previous two years. And, and so maybe, maybe he kept it, you know, silent. To, yeah, to like, because he was trying to be fair about it, but like at the same time, we still don't have evidence. That right. So, this, yeah, that's all speculation at this point. I know. And I my, know. my side is all like, speculation. All this shit point. is speculation. But like, my thing is, is like, he already had someone looking into it. Mm-hmm. So, at the very, what we know of, President Trump on the campaign trail. At the very least, it was ammo. It was ammo. Yeah, okay. it was. It was something that was going to come up when he like Bam. went full into this campaign um, oh, yeah. for the uh, election next year. What However, happened? it coming up now was that literally just a defense? You know, like like take the heat off me. Whether or not there's something he did wrong, take you know the uh, kind of shift the narrative like muddle like the narrative so it's not all against him like now it's kind of a little bit more even uh playing ground like open feel like maybe looking to buy into or whether it's like i was already gonna you know bring this up during the election like let's you know let's just hit him with it now um because it was worth the investigating worth uh worth investigating rather and so again there there's undoubtedly political bias in all of us oh, yeah. where like there's, you know, sides. yeah, on all sides where the president himself, you know, choosing to look into like his political opponent there there's, that's gotta be considered whether or not it is, you know, true to president Trump's like intent. We don't know. We're not in his head. You yeah. see a lot of what he thinks because he posts it, but <laughs> we're not in his head. Yeah. So I don't think anyone can get broken. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to. But um, yeah, no. it's, it's just keeping in mind that like there's going to be political bias pushing on both sides. However, that's why you know it's such a big deal for Democrats to push this now because they saw President Trump do this so effectively in 2016 yeah. uh, elections, pushing that narrative. Whether or not anything came out of it, which nothing did. Hillary Clinton is a free woman. Um, whether or not anything came of it, whether or not an investigation ever happened, yeah. that constant reinforcement him of it won him the election. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, I, I full-heartedly believe that. 
Yeah. Um, whether or not people wanted to vote either way, like there was like a push on that narrative to influence people. Yeah. And so, um, coming back to him with this, I don't necessarily think the Ukraine thing specifically will be, you know, like uh, the push here, but it's definitely going to, it's just ammo. Like it's, it's a continuation of a narrative Democrats have against the president, more obstruction of justice, you know, accusations, plus a specific thing that hell, if they can pass impeachment, that's already, that's, you know, that's gold for them. They don't have to convict him. The conviction probably would never happen anyway, because we've already agreed it won't go through the Senate. Yeah. Um, and the timeline, like before the election, it probably just won't happen. But if they could actually get it through the House, like this, this president's been impeached, you know, and all these like obstruction of justice charges, like it just, it looks bad. Yeah. Uh, and again, like this is going more into like the election kind of stuff, but it is, it, in my eyes, it is definitely why this is being brought up now. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all political. Everything's political, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, which is uh, it's just I I really don't like that. And this is a point I made I made like I made off camera earlier to uh, to, to you is that this just this is more reflective of like the overall political like uh, environment and that uh, is that I think that the way people view politics nowadays in America is through the eyes of Trump. Like President Trump is the political center of gravity right now and I do not like that. I think that if your moral compass is is that good for Trump is good for the country or bad for Trump is good for the country, I think that you need a different moral compass. I think that that it should not be every issue should not be wrapped around how does this affect President Trump. It should be wrapped around the idea of how does this affect the country. Right. And I think that that is at the heart of the issue, which is why I hope that this show whoever's listening, I hope that this appeals to you to like check yourself as, as we check ourselves yes. in, in in thinking okay how are you like viewing these issues are you is your center of gravity really around how does this affect the country and is it good for the country or is it not and if it's not then maybe you should, you should rethink that i know i constantly have to check myself every single day about this and i constantly have to check uh myself and others on it too oh yeah you say so say <laughs> no it. no that, that's, a, that's a very good point just because <laughs> you know uh, we we all have our own bias yeah. um yeah. and hopefully like moving forward like all of that can be addressed like we can bring out other sides because like you said everything's focused around trump right now yeah everything um, politically is focused around trump you're either for him or against him yeah. it's not you know yeah. you but have your own beliefs or you uh want this or that out of our government or out of this investigation. It's just you're either for Trump and you're trying to defend him or you're against him and yeah. you're trying to convict him. Yeah, and, and politics, like, it's not supposed to be, or at least I don't think it's supposed to be like like a, a team game, like we're on his side or we're against his side. I think, like, I don't think it's it's supposed to be that way. Like, I don't I don't root for Trump. Like, I, I root for him to do good things as president. I root for him to do to, to do good things that will be great for, for, for the country, but I don't root for him like personally, you know, yeah. right? Well, like it goes back to like if there's something wrong, then then yeah, get his ass out. But like if I, I want him to be the president, I want him to do well for our country. Yeah, and that's why I would personally, you know, root for him is because I care. 
I mean, in, in my eyes, like in, over the previous like almost three years, I, I think he's done great things, which is now why I have a stake in him remaining president because he's doing good things. Fair enough. Right, and that that like that becomes like a situation where people could argue either sides, mm-hmm. yeah, um, like on their views of his administration and like the things that have been done and accomplished or not accomplished during that time. But kind of like you were saying, where it's just like whether it should be, you know, based off of actual results he's had or based just off of like his tweets, you know, like everything focused around him rather than actions, rather than like results, rather than, you know, those campaign promises being upheld. We still don't have a wall. <laughs> and hey, Hillary Clinton's still walking it's around. Built, so. Okay, but like, but I am pretty pissed about the locker up thing. That shit shouldn't happen long ago. <laughs> well, like, also, like, specifically with the wall, like, why didn't they get that done as soon as he was inaugurated when they had the presidency, the House, and the Senate? They could have gotten it done. I think they dragged their feet. They definitely dragged, dragged their feet. And then, and I, th- I don't know. I feel like they were just too... I feel like they I mean, that, that's kind of like, uh, on the Democrat side too because like you're saying like I don't think people should want President Trump to do poorly as president yeah well, you know well, if I you don't like him no, no no I know I, both of y'all yeah. uh, agreed with that yeah. like both of y'all spoke basically to that earlier mm-hmm. um, no one should want that he's the elected official like you know if you don't like it I'm sorry but he is and so it's like you should want the best for him as the president because Hopefully that could better the country, but there is a constant push and, you know, there's complaints on uh, the current administration side of how things have been unfair for him and them. Um, and it's kind of like you, you see that a lot where the opposing side will try to hamper any push for like, you know, President Obama, like the Republicans that tried to at least slow down his efforts and just, you know, now with President Trump, there are Democrats who try to slow down his efforts. Like, that's almost a given, unfortunately, but that that shouldn't be the case where it's like, just because this person is the, you know, the president, we're going to try to stop every one of his efforts, because what, like whatever it is, because he wants it, I'm going to stop it. And that's where I feel like it's different, because like with the whole Obama thing, I feel like a lot of like that push from the Republicans was because they just honestly didn't agree with some of his policies. Well, Whereas I feel like there's this genuine hatred that's been formed, and I'm not saying it's not warranted, maybe it is, for President Trump. And, and, and I think that that's caused a lot of this, like, you know, we have to shut down everything that he tries to do. We need to constantly have him under investigation. Which the thing is, you're, like, like, I'm not trying to say if, he, if, there is, if there is something with evidence, yeah, like, let's investigate it. But it seems like there's just constantly a push to try and, like, you know, like, demean him and, and find him. So, like, I'm not saying it's not warranted, but I, I think that com- compared to past president, I think that it is pretty yeah. true. So you, you, you guys have heard, like, like, people say who hate President Trump with a passion that they hope that the economy ends up, like, taking a dive. So, yeah. so he'll be, so, I mean, so I've heard, one time, I heard people say that, like, with uh, Obama era too, so yeah, but, but like, continue, I don't, care, I don't care who it is, but yeah, but like who we're talking, but like so, Jeremy Boring, who is the CEO of the uh, of the Daily Wire, he wants he he wants me to quote about that, and I think it is perfect. He once said that if you are hoping that 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 elderly people lose their retirement savings, 
just so that the person that you like will be will, will be in office, I think you have lost your soul. If, if you really hope that the worst happens for other people, just so that the person that you like will, will become president and so the person that you don't like will, will not be president, I, you've lost your soul at that point. Well, it's like the, the that tie to this necessarily... Yeah, so it's it's no, like what they, we were. So the, the idea that people are that people out there who hate oh, Trump, like are, yeah, that, oh, yeah, people out there who hate Trump are saying that they hope the economy takes a dive so so, so that he won't be reelected. Mm. Yeah, and, and so, oh, okay, yeah. um, like tying to what you were saying uh, a little bit earlier, Jeremiah, where it's like, I there's definitely more coverage. There's one hundred percent more coverage and more negative coverage, in my opinion, on President Trump. That's a given. But I don't necessarily think that, you know, everything against him has been more negative than, like, any president ever. Like, that could be looked into, but that's that's something that is commonly said. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you remember when, uh, like, President Obama was in office for eight years. And for eight years, people were calling for, like, his birth records. Like, denying that he could even be president. It's like, he got elected twice. Like, I think you can, like, kind of give up that argument. Or, like, arguing, you know, there's people that, uh, again, this wasn't, you know, I'm not saying they were smart or logical people, but arguing, like, oh, like, you know, he's a a Muslim. He's going to try to destroy the country. Like, that was actual arguments that came up for eight years of his presidency. But, again, like, what I'm saying is, like, like, the whole Muslim thing, like, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah that was, that's a little, that's that a far, yeah, that's a far right. off like, that's, that's crazy. But the thing is, is like, for example, like we're talking about, you, I think in the last episode, you were talking about tax returns. Tax returns is, has nothing to do with eligibility for presidency. U.S. citizenship does. And that's the right. thing, that's why there was a push for that is because U.S. citizenship, U.S. citizenship is huge. Right. Like, if you're not right. a U.S. citizen, you should not. But, but again, like bringing it up like throughout the yeah. entire time. So my, my main point is like. There were things against President Obama, but a lot of it seemed like it was against Obama administration. And people say, you know, Trump administration, but for the majority of the time, people mean President Trump. I definitely think everything, like uh, Arthur spoke to earlier, earlier, everything is focused around President Trump rather than the Trump administration. Yeah. And so that's kind of what my issue is when it comes to these investigations. It's kind of trying to tie this back where it's like, Everyone's focused on both sides of like all these investigations for obstruction of justice every time it comes up or like the specific um, investigations as far as collusion or as far as um, this current Ukraine scandal. And it's like everyone's fixated on President Trump rather than Trump administration because he's not the only person there. He's the he's obviously the biggest target. Yeah. He's very vocal. He's a very like loud target in the sense that people try to take every word they can against him. But the fact of the matter is, is like a lot of these investigations, the official process of it is you no know, has been looking into the administration, has been pulling stuff on the administration. But what you will see in media and in like just Democrats talking about it is it's all against President Trump. Mm-hmm. And so, like, th- that's where I think there's a huge issue where it's like, you know, uh, yeah, kind of, again, touching on inclusion. There was an investigation. There were people that were um, associated with the administration, like, exactly. found guilty of things. And so it's like with Obama, like, people would make comments about Obama, but not about his character usually. It was more about his practices, like, or his, not practices, his policies, rather. And um, they would focus on like 
the Obama administration stuff because there's all policies. But for President Trump, it's all about like character kind of stuff. It's all about like how he actually holds himself. And there's still the background investigations into the policy, like into the rather the administration stuff going on. But there's none of the focus is on the policies. It's all on the character. There's, it's all on there's, him. There's a couple as an individual. things though. Like uh, there are, uh, in my opinion, um, if you really look at uh, President Obama's presidency, like his whole tenure, as we called it, uh, <clears throat> there are a couple things that have kind of a up in the air on his on his. Uh, character and, and like for example we have uranium one the uranium one deal we have i mean benghazi ish and then the fast and furious scandal like there was things where his his character is kind of thrown in the air like is it well and, but that's so not was, that's all what was called out though like with any of those scandals it was never his character that was called into question it was i think that's because it was brushing the rug right the right yeah, and because of the media. Yeah, and, and I think that that's... Yeah, I'll I mean, give you that. And I mean, I think we're all in agreement that the media does provoke stuff, but like, I just... I didn't see it as much then as I do now. Okay, uh, do you think that you saw a lot more media... Okay, so let me ask this. Do you think you saw a lot less media scrutiny on the Obama administration when there was much more there to scrutinize than you see a lot more media scrutination now on the Trump administration when you see that there was less there to scrutinize? Do you see that? Did I say that? So, uh, so, so I, I, saying, I think I understand. So what you're saying. saying I think that there was a lot scrutinized with the Obama administration, and right. I think that it wasn't covered very well versus the Obama administration, where I think that there's not a lot. You mean the Trump. Or, sorry, the Trump. The Trump administration. Where I don't think there's a lot, but there's a lot of scrutinization. Yes. No, I think there was a lot of, uh, of scandals and problems with the Obama administration that wasn't covered. With the uh, with the Trump administration, there is there is stuff that's fishy, and I, I will I will agree. Like I I think that there are things that does that that will need to be investigated if it's actually President Trump or his administration. Like that's a good point. Like the thing is, is there is President Trump, but there's all these other people underneath him that. We need to keep our eyes yeah. on as well, so, and I think that by by idolizing and putting and President Trump on, on this pedestal and like only looking at him, we're forgetting about all these other people that could. Yeah, well, yeah, but so like the, the only reason why I asked if you think that there's a lot less actually there with as far as media scrutiny to the Trump administration is is because not that there might be something to investigate, but because like the media time and time again has been so affirmed in their decision. Yes, he is a Russian spy. Yes, he definitely withheld the the the, 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 the aid to Ukraine. When when the the the, the Can I actually the, say that the Russian spy thing? Or did oh, they just okay. say he colluded? So yeah, so uh, no, yeah. there were people there, 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 there uh, were people out in the video who would say stuff like that. But the point, yeah. the point is like that wasn't like the major thing. There were people who would say stuff like that when the correct uh, the, the appropriate approach to it would be okay. Maybe there's something here. We're going to investigate. Yeah. But they were always like part on like yes, he is absolutely guilty. I think there was a lot when of there was nothing there to suggest that. That's <laughs> why I bring that up. I think there was. I think with the Obama administration, there was a lot of like hesitancy about pushing forward with specific instances. Whereas with the Trump administration, yes, I do think that as soon as there's some issue, I think the media, I think the Democrats, I do think they jump the gun and they're just all in. Because the thing is, the entire time that we had this um, Russian collusion thing, there was all these people, you're right, like there was a lot of people that got, like, that were found guilty of things. But President Trump, through that whole time, 
was not guilty of anything, and they, and they still kept will on not, saying for two yeah, years they will not draw so, guilty. Yeah, kind of like trying to, no kind of trying to, I guess, reinforce my point, or at least recontextualize yeah. it. For President Obama, a lot like all the times that people had issues with him, mm-hmm. or any times like you know with uh, the potent, like scandals that might have happened, it was administration stuff. Yeah, it was always administration stuff. Not. I never, from what I saw of it, never saw any of it tied directly to President Obama, put, like potentially committed, you know, an illegal act. I think I think that at some point we actually should kind of look into those. Cause yeah, I, yeah, because there might have been potential for it, but it was never called out. Yeah, because ne- like even like watching like Fox News stuff of it, people would say like you know certain things about it, but like it, I never saw it calling out President Obama for committing illegal yeah. acts. Whereas now it is. Everything is specifically calling out President Trump. Well, that's the thing. The, with the, Even when there's nothing the, there. Yeah, the Russian collusion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. You see, yeah, yeah, yeah. point I'm trying to make? Now I like, They're yep. specifically calling him out for it. Yes. Like, no. before, yeah, before, like, a full investigation has gone through, like you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. But they're calling him out for it. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is like, it's making him the, the focal point here. It's like, uh, well, we've already touched on it several times. And it's, it's not necessarily brushing under the rug. Um, administration, you know, or people tied to it that might have been doing anything legal or any of these other investigations, but he is just such a focal point for all the politics going on right now, and it, like is the biggest thing in the news. Um, that that's all people really consider a lot of times. I know plenty of people that don't know like more of the situation other than what President Trump tweeted out. Yeah, and it's not just you know conservative news that reports that. That's exactly what you know, uh, like liberal uh, left leaning news reports. They just report his fucking tweets. Yeah, um, and they contextualize it towards their side, but that's all they really talk about. They don't. No one like everyone kind of brushed aside all the stuff that might have happened with the prior investigations. Mm -hmm. Um, And. Yeah, that, that's a fault on them and it's a fault on us for not looking into it deeper, even ourselves here. Yeah. Um, but it's like, that's kind of the focus right now. Yeah. Which, how does that tie into, you know, potentially proceeding with impeachment? Because if we are able to single out an individual, like the president as the individual with, um, with regards to all these investigations, because mm-hmm. like you said, there, there were scandals with President Obama, but he was never singled out as the individual. Like, not to the extent, obviously, we are right now. I know, yeah, like, he might have been like in, uh, singled out sometimes, but um, like we've called out with uh, President Trump now, he's been called out specifically so much throughout all of this, the entire time he's been in. And so I think that's why there's such a push for federal impeachment, because they can, they're can they trying to tie this to an individual, him. Yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... I think we have beat this conversation to death. I think, yeah. I, I think we could go on for much longer, oh, yeah. but I think we are going to give our audience a break here from our voices yeah. for a while. Yeah. I but, mean, uh, it, yeah, it's going to be on the news for the next few weeks. Anyway. Yeah, I don't need to more. Obviously, obviously we'll, end up, we'll end up coming back to this topic. We'll go down the line. One, so I think uh, one final closing question that I want to uh, close out with, and I think it relates perfectly to everything we've discussed on the previous two episodes. I think that this is the, the end state here. I see more political polarizing coming up in, in, in our country in, in the foreseeable future. I definitely see that. But what do you two gentlemen think? And let's try and keep this brief because we're approaching our time here. Well, what do you think is the end state 
here as far as like the overall like political uh, state in, in, in the country. I see I see more more polarization coming uh, coming in the future to a great Civil extent. War. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, God, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, but what, what do you think? Just in, give me your, your one minute spiel on this. You go first. Um, for the near future, um, leading up to the 2020 elections, it's going to be more and more of what it's already been, where you're either for President Trump or you're against him. If you're against him, cool, like you have Biden or Warren or like Buttigieg or mm-hmm. any of the other options, but that doesn't matter because you're either for President Trump or against him. It's very, it's, that is the polarizing factor here. And that's how most people are looking at politics right now. That's how most people are looking at government right now um, is centered around President Trump. And I think that's only going to grow as we move towards the election. Obviously, with the election, you know, him being the incumbent. But the drive and the push for it, like, so early on in this uh, election process before, like, you know, it really kicks into high gear with the campaigning. I think it's just going to, yeah, polarize people more and more. It's going to get worse. Um, it's, yeah, it's definitely going to get worse. Because if you imagine, like, the last few months of the 2016 election, that, but for mm. a year plus, <laughs> um, yep. and starting where we left off there, and then just deteriorating. Yeah. Mm. Beyond that, no idea. Depends on who gets the, the election. Yeah. Jeremiah? Do you want to comment, uh, and then I'll just jump straight into um, well, I think I pretty much like gave like my whole okay. like uh, like idea. Like, I, I definitely think it, it's going to get worse. I think it, I think it's just like anything. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yep. But I don't really find everything. But, but yeah, that's my thing. I hope I hope that there will be individuals uh, like like us, or hopefully our viewers out there who who check themselves and make sure that they really do have their priorities straight. I think the most important thing is what's good for the country. Yeah. Let that be be be, be your moral center. That's my moral center. And I hope that I hope that this I hope we, we leave the audience here, you know, you know, wondering and I hope that they have a, have a better view about about the world. And I hope that they that they are more honest um, going forward. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so with me, I think it's really going to be um, I don't think this election will be where we see huge, like anything huge. I think our country is slowly kind of polarized, but I feel like this next election, it will like the, the post Trump, like. Like we have this, we have President Trump for this twenty twenty election, but like post Trump, like what's the, who the Republicans going to put up and who are the Democrats going to put up? Because from what I've seen, it's it's just like our candidates, like even like the left itself has oh, yeah. just gone way left. Okay. And President Trump himself, I don't want to say he's way right, but he like he's a lot more right than he. Well, no, I, I guess the better word is he he's good at drawing in the far right people. And that's yeah. and that's what I've heard is like the majority of America itself is very centric. We 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 lean a little bit left in some areas and we lean a little, little bit right in some areas. But then why I think we're seeing more polarizing figureheads for specific parties is because they're trying to draw in those those like outliers of, of the voters. Like and that's why we have President Trump who pulls in like the really far right because you know they think all this bullshit about him and then we have I've heard AOC's possibly gonna run 2024 <laughs> and like that's fucking way the fucking left field that'd be a very interesting conversation yes and like so I, I do I, I honestly think we're, we're gonna continue seeing those polarizing figures as kind of the the heads of these parties and it's just gonna 
It's going to get worse and worse. But do you think it will maintain at that? Or do you think it's kind of like that's the reaction of the current thing and then it'll kind of like bring itself back in as people realize, fuck, I don't like that. And like it, people start to um, veer more towards, I guess, centralist, you know, on either side. I don't, I don't, if I'm being completely honest, I don't see it in our generation. Yeah, fair. Um, in time, maybe. Like, I've heard, I think it's Gen Z. Uh, is that the... the that's, that's the... People are like millennials, and then there's like... Like, fucking... What's the... Yeah, it, it, that's Gen yeah, Z. Yeah, Gen Z. Like that. Okay, so, like, they're, they're... But they're, they've yeah. been doing a good job of breaking themselves... From what I've read, they've done a good job of breaking themselves apart from, like, these very polarizing things and they've actually been thinking because everyone gives millennials a lot of shit and some of it we deserve <laughs> but like millennials aren't as bad as they say but we do we do jump into this political thing a lot and we do we do like to polarize issues we either are for or against something and I think like I said I, if it does get better it will be after our generation yeah that's fair alright so <clears throat> wrapping things up so that was part two of the uh, Trump impeachment inquiry, uh, quiry, whatever we want to call it. I'm never going to get it. Yeah, me, me neither. Uh, <clears throat> so part two, we covered the constitutional provisions of impeachment, the U.S. federal impeachment process, historical instances of previous U.S. federal impeachments, and there's a lot of conversation posts. Uh, so next week's episode is going to be on the fourth Democratic debate. It's going to be occurring October 15th. Um, we're going to see some good uh, front runners like. So, uh, just to clarify, the actual debate is on the 14th, which is a Tuesday. We will be watching it. Wait, am I correct? No. Oh, no, it's actually on the. So, yeah. It's a week from today. Yeah, so it, 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 it's on the 15th, but we will be coming back the day after that on the 16th yes. in order to bring our reaction yes. to you guys. So, <clears throat> we, we're going to be. Uh, there, there's a couple front runners. We got Biden. Um, I'm pretty excited about Gabbard. Um, Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard. Her little, her, her thing. I guess. I'll be honest. She's, I'm not. I'm not following the the Democratic, uh, you know, uh, candidate nearly as much as these two guys. So I think I'll have relatively little to talk about. Maybe. I. I, I, I mean, jump in. You know. Yeah, like, hopefully, you can get some opinions debate. after watching it. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So October fifteenth, we are going to be uh, listening to that. Um, so that's going to push back our post of our um, podcast. Um, but we're going to try to record October sixteenth. Uh, we're going to talk about the candidates, um, what we think of them, like what we think of their platforms, um, specific points of interest within the debate itself, mm-hmm. and of course, hopefully, there's some uh, funny moments or some things that we can uh, <laughs> reflect on that might make us laugh a little oh. bit. We need to get some sound bites back if we can. But we, oh no! If we can, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that would be that would be fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's gonna be next week's episode. Uh, so as always, uh, we. Very much appreciate uh, feedback. We, we, we want people to be giving us topics, um, the things that we do right, the things that we do wrong. Um, so the best way currently that we have for you to reach back to us is an email. It is the period symposium period podcast at gmail.com, which is T-H-E period S-Y-N-P-O-S-I-U-N period P-O-D at gmail.com. Um, so currently we are on a couple platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and at the current moment, while this is recorded, we're working on getting on platforms such as Overcast, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Um, so feel free to uh, share with your friends, family, political opponents, um, political friends. Uh, 
you know, uh, it would be appreciated. Um, so this has been uh, Jeremiah, Arthur, and James. Uh, as always, uh, signing off.